Hello, Tim. Hey, Mike. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much. I thought I'd have a stiff drink this time, not a beer. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm not a bourbon drinker, uh, unless it's a shot. I don't know what I think I'm doing trying to sip this, but here we go. What kind of bourbon you got there? Just some makers. Leftover from a party, some makers and club soda with some ice. Nice little drink. All right. Second sip was better. I'm sure it'll get better throughout the episode. How you doing, bud, on this stormy Monday night? Hopefully we make it through the full episode with power because it is thunderstorming here where I am. Yeah, I don't want to jinx anything, but I've been a month now in this new house and we've we've had some significant thunderstorms and no water in the basement. Mm. Haven't lost power. Um, you know. The backyard's kind of got, well, not, it's not even a yard. It's just a concrete patio. That's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a mess, but whatever. I can easily sweep that up once it gets dry again. Yeah. So last episode, we talked about a flood in my basement. <laughs> yeah. And Speaking it was, of a lot of rain. Yeah, the roof is still fucked. But anyway, since then, we had another flood. This one uh, sucked. Because this one was from the rain and it was not covered by insurance. So uh, so me and my dad were outside on the back porch. We got a TV out there. We were sitting with Sal watching the 30 for 30 uh, documentary about the American Gladiators, which was very oh, good. If anyone's yes. Did you watch it? No, but um, now I'm going to. <laughs> two-parter. So, so good. Uh, we were watching that. And, uh, as we were watching, it was, it started to storm so much so that it was raining so hard that we had the TV at full volume and still couldn't hear it because it was coming down so hard. So Mm -hmm. we finished watching, we come inside. I'm like, you know what? Let me just check the basement. I mean, it's been, it hasn't flooded down there in the rain in a long time. I'm going to go check. And we just fucking put in all this floor and carpet. Oh my God. So I go down into the room that always floods to find water coming in. Now, there was a lot, but had I not checked, it would have been a lot worse. And I was able to finally see with my eyes where it was coming in. And it was, let me tell you, dude, it was coming in and it was scary. So we jumped into action, my father and I. We uh, we don't have a full-size shop vac. We, they sell these small shop backs that go on top of a home depot bucket Mm -hmm. so we had two of those running they fill up fast as they fill up we have a big giant bucket that you put ice in and drinks in for outdoor parties dump those into the big bucket inside the big bucket there's a sump pump sucking it out out into the yard so we're doing that at the same time, I have to go outside in the fucking torrential downpour and lightning and clear off all this, sh- all these leaves and shit off of the part where the house is leaking because basically this was my fault. This was act- 100% me being punished for being a lazy homeowner and not doing the shit I needed to do. Oh, no. <laughs> so <clears throat> this water's pouring in and we're fucking fighting against it. You know what I mean? fucking sweating dumping water the cords on these fucking things are like this long it's unbelievable we got extension cords that are wet it's a hazard for our health we're gonna fucking die (laughs) 
but eventually, you know, the water started stopped coming in. We were able to suck it up. It didn't really get out of the main room it was in, which is fine. Nothing was done in that room in terms of redoing. That room's still a mess. It's fine if it gets wet in there. All good. Stopped it. Still smells a little down here, which it probably will the rest of my life. But it was just one of those things where you're like, what did I do? I live a good life. Why am I cursed by God to be attacked at all times by intruding water? But what can you do? You know, it could Plus, be worse, but nothing was really damaged. And, you know, it was it was fun. Yeah, and where you are on your block, I feel like you're kind of high up. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you're not in a crap elevation is my point, you know. No, the problem is, is like, okay, since we, we have, the gutters have been cleaned since, but the gutters were not working properly. So the water was, instead of going down the downspout, was overflowing the gutter, falling down onto, so there's like a uh, recessed window that they put in. Mm-hmm. when they redid the house after it burned down and uh i think when they did it they fucked the foundation up and that's where it leaks through but anyway it was basically falling onto that which was covered in leaves so the water couldn't run away properly so it was basically just going down the side of the house and it was pouring so hard it was just coming straight down soaking the foundation and then spraying through the wall <laughs> but but since then, you know, we fixed all that up and we'll just wait for the next fucking disaster to ruin my life that I don't deserve because I'm a good guy and I donate to charity. I wasn't in anticipating this story because, you know, we briefly text about, texted about it and you were, the way you reacted, it sounded like worse than what already happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you were able to like contain it just to the, the, the shit room basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was worse than that. I had to do all the work, <laughs> all the cleanup <laughs> and stuff. And I know, you know, these fuckers had, uh, if you listen, last last episode, you know, they had these dehumidif- huge mm. dehumidifiers and fans running for days. And I don't have any of that shit. I had like a fucking regular fan in there for a while and a dehumidifier I bought off Amazon, which is like a cheap piece of Chinese shit with a fucking brand name you've never heard of, which is all Amazon is anymore. Like, you can't fucking buy a Black & Decker on there. It's like some fucking word that doesn't, like, it's all, you can pronounce it, but it's not any word you've ever seen before or a brand you've ever heard of. And the fucking instructions are very low on words, but not in a way like Ikea, where it fucking explains itself through pictures. It's just like some very short sentences. And then, like, (laughs) any more questions, send an email here to this email that no one will ever read. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking trash. <laughs> Amazon just like what's the difference now between Amazon and Wish? Not a whole lot. It's just fucking crap they're shoveling to you. But you can get it the next day. You know what I mean? It's their gimmick, man, and it freaking works. Oh my god, such shit. Sell me like if you're gonna fucking destroy the economy and every other business that there is, you gotta at least sell quality shit. You know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah. You know and. Like I, I was concerned about the ba- my basement, but yeah. it's totally unfinished. It's just storage. Most of the stuff down there is in containers that, like Rubbermaid containers. It's it's not going to get damaged. Whereas your basement's a fully finished, livable basement. So, yeah. and I get that. Even as as small as just the smell, 
you know, that's annoying. Like, mm-hmm. like even our basement kind of has a scent to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we try to keep the, the door closed, Yeah. but there's a litter box down there and the cats kind of like it down there. So we mm-hmm. typically keep that door open. And then like the first floor just kind of smells like a musty basement, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. at like yeah. add in your scenario where you just had a friggin' flood in the, the room next door. And like, yeah, I can imagine it's just like a little dank, if you will. It sucks, but I don't think it smells that bad. I got a bunch of these damp rid things all over the place and, you know, I'm running this dehumidifier at all times. I'm trying to be proactive and, you know, once you sit in it for a little bit, you get used to it. Now, if I have company over, they might come down and be like, it stinks down here. And I'll just be like, you'll get used to it. What am I kidding? I don't have company. (laughs) (laughs) I have a kid. No more fun. Just kidding. (laughs) This is Monday of the... I'm in a deep, deep, depressive place to me. I just started the final week of my paternity leave. Oh. After this week, (laughs) it's fucking back to the real world, and I am not looking forward to it, Daddy. I think you've spent your time pretty well, though, from the little bit I've been following on the Twitter machine and, you know, just from our little text conversations. It seems like you've been watching a good amount of movies, you know, brother. Let's yeah. get into that. It's <laughs> been a dream. So, so my dog is just fucking ape shit. <laughs> uh, so, it's, it's anything that Tammy and I want to watch together, it's very easy to watch. Um, anything I want to watch on my own, it's a little more difficult, but so during this quarantine or not quarantine, sorry, <laughs> during this paternity leave, which is a similar I mean, idea, we've been basically in the house the whole time, <laughs> but we watched all of the Larry Sanders show, which is like six seasons, which I've never seen before at all. And let me tell you, I, we fucking loved it. Me, that's like the first show Sal ever watched. So he'll be, you know neurotic or funny that was uh, an hbo show right yeah, yeah yeah like that was a show that was on hbo that i, I catch episodes here or there when i was younger but it was typically the type of thing that once it came on i knew it was time to watch something else it just felt like too adult for me you know? yeah definitely you know i back when it was on it was like you know it was late 90s mid late 90s and i'm watching you know i want to watch the simpsons right you know seinfeld also i didn't have hbo at the time but or or like the dennis miller show always felt just too smart for me like i never got any of the jokes ever i used to be there was a period where i was like because dennis miller is a guy that used to be a lefty mm-hmm. and then he's one of these boomers that uh 9-11 broke their brain and they turned it to a right-wing nut job so he had a the conspiracy theories like you know no not even that just turn into a guy that's like uh we gotta bomb every uh brown person on earth that's the only way to keep us safe one of those guys oh great and he had a uh uh like he had a show on some channel cnbc or something for a while and uh i remember when it was like the hype for it to come on was coming i was like oh awesome dennis miller i like because i like to like watching his stand-up and stuff i didn't understand any of it (laughs) but i like that he made references you know and i would you know chuckle at them because i wanted to be smart i always Mm -hmm. wanted to be a smart guy and you know um and his cadence it's just the cadence right i'm going up babe you know (laughs) his head would bobble yeah yeah 
Sorry, I, I started, track. Then I started watching this show, and then my mom was like, "What are you watching?" And then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, "All he was doing is like making jokes about John Kerry and stuff." And I was like, "Oh wait, this guy's not on my side anymore. I don't like it." <laughs> so I stopped watching that. But yeah, Dennis Miller, very adult. But Larry Sanders rocked. I suggest anyone watches it because it's like it's totally in that. You know, Seinfeld is currently super big online and the whole 90s. It's it's and it's fully a 90s show. And it's like every big like you, there's like huge celebrities on it all the time because it, the premise of the show is he's a talk show host like a Johnny Carson or whatever. And so like his guests are on the show and stuff. And it's super funny, super 90s. Um, his house is hideous. I like and and speaking of that. After that, well, between that and what we're currently on, we watch season two of The Bear came out. Yeah, so I'm mid mid through that. Go ahead. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And that was 10 episodes, half hour each. That's five hours. We did that in a day. We just, <laughs> we just fucking... Not so, even. That that was it. like before lunch. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, uh, we knocked that out pretty quick, you know, which is, you know, tough because it's like... Tammy really likes it to watch, to binge things like that, which I understand it's, it's fun, but it's also like, there's no time for anything to breathe really. Mm. So it's like, it all kind of each episode is hard to tell between the episodes. It's just kind of one big giant lump. There's no time to, you don't have a week between episodes to think about them and stuff like that. Which yeah, you know kind of feels like a, a long movie when you when you watch it like that for sure yeah and I can see pros and cons to both sides I do kind of like you know the Ted Lassos of the world where you do have to wait every week mm. the Mandalorians you know um, but the, I mean I've definitely been shows myself and appreciate just knocking out like an entire season <laughs> in a weekend yeah I don't want to <laughs> wait just keep it running yeah and then we went from that into we started Curb Your Enthusiasm which okay. Tammy's never seen which is we're in, I think we're in season six. Very funny show. Very early two thousands. Meaning in like Larry Sanders and Seinfeld, the clothes have gone through the cycle and now they're cool again. Like, especially <laughs> Seinfeld, like some of the outfits on Seinfeld are so good now, mm -hmm. but I hope to God that the, the aesthetic of the early mid two thousands, never comes back because it's fucking awful <laughs> nobody on that show dresses well they they live in multiple houses they're all hideous it's just <laughs> such a bad looking show uh but super funny <laughs> super funny such a piece of shit him and his buddy jeff are just pieces of shit and it's very funny um it's funny you say that about like how the generation that's younger than us they're very interested in the 90s because there's a lot of stuff in there that they never experienced firsthand and like i never really thought about it until yeah like i, I watched a couple episodes of friends recently and the idea of just like going to a coffee shop <laughs> and that's where you hang out and yeah. just bullshit with your friends isn't yeah. like that's a foreign thing that's, that just doesn't really exist today yeah because we're all <laughs> We're all never really away from each other that much because we're all tethered by our phones. Like we're all and what second, we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly. But it's like we're all one second away from being able to talk to each other. 
Yeah. There's like no, no distance between any of us really. Like we're always connected. And it was back then it was like, and it's not, well, I guess it, it's like in my mind, the nineties was of course five years ago, but really it's <laughs> what, like 30 at this point. But it's like, it's like back then it was like, yeah, you could call someone from inside your house and tell them to meet you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then you go hang out or you at just a, at a certain you. time. And if you didn't meet at that time, like you were a shithead. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Did, were you, are you a friends guy? That's a show. I know I've seen, obviously seen episodes of friends, but I've never watched. And I haven't seen even a majority of them. A lot of my friend girls and girlfriends loved the show friends. Mm -hmm. I was always more of a Seinfeld person. And mm -hmm. I feel like they were so close in uh, the times that they were airing that like, it's almost like Pearl jam Nirvana discussion. It's like, right. it's, like I respect friends, but I just prefer Seinfeld. You know, I prefer, or I, I respect Nirvana. I prefer Pearl jam. <laughs> right. I get, I get that. Whenever I've seen friends, it ha there's parts that make me laugh for sure. I'm not a friends hater, but. If I had to choose, I'm putting on Seinfeld 10 times out of 10. Agreed. And I think towards the end of Friends, it was very much more uh, a drama than sitcom for me. It's like where Seinfeld really just stuck to its guns. It was just very much the same. There was yeah. like a theme of this most trivial thing that would like piss off Elaine. And then it'd be like the running joke throughout the entire, you know, episode. Rinse, repeat the next you know, episode would be an annoying thing for George. And, yes. that, you know, yes. And, and that to me is just very easy and consumable when, when it got into like with friends, it very much got into like uh, who's dating who and the drama and having kids and stuff. And I guess, you know, that's cool too. Cause people evolve, people grow up, but mm. I don't know. I'm coming here for laughs. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think their uh, motto in Seinfeld, like behind the scenes, was no hugging, no growing. Like there was no character growth. There's no hugging and learning. <laughs> it was just the same for shitty, selfish people <laughs> doing <laughs> shitty, selfish things. <laughs> and it's even more so in 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 Curb. Uh, like every episode is <laughs> it's basically the same. It's like some dumb, trivial thing happens in the beginning. Then uh, yep. it one hundred percent comes back in the end to bite Larry in the ass and make him look like an asshole. Yep. <laughs> like 100% of the time. But it works. It's very consumable and very silly. Doesn't age well in, in some aspects, but whatever. But yeah, since, since I moved, I haven't been to the movie theater. And I, I do miss it, and it's like irking me. Yeah. Um, you know, I really want to get out and see Spider-Verse. I might have even gone to go see asteroid city because i'm just i'm seeing the hype and i i've always said that wes anderson isn't really my cup of tea but another guy i give mad respect to i do mm -hmm. like his movies um but you saw it didn't you i saw it early release and i had to go up to uakop uh where i end up seeing all of wes anderson's movies basically because that's where they come out first it's king of prussia so we made the trip out there got a sitter went out actually we had an overnight babysitter oh so, so we had we could we went out and then hung out dialing up that uh that uh favor early on it was but offered it, so we were like yes oh. of course we'll <laughs> take it so we went out 
UAKOP saw it, loved it. I mean, he's my number one, a number one, uh, you know, he's got, I just consume it all and love it all. It's tied for first place for me for his best movie in an 11th place tie all number one <laughs> but it was i thought it was great i need to see it again because it's dense but i'm excited to see it again i don't know if i'll be able to get out to the theaters again that's tough but but yeah until seeing a trailer i didn't know so tom hanks is in it right yes yeah i didn't know that at all um i mean it's really star-studded as most of his movies are yeah uh-huh. But I'm I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: you said that Wes is not exactly your cup of tea, then you're gonna get a fucking giant keg of tea that you're not <laughs> gonna like here. This is fully 100% pure distilled Wes Anderson storytelling and aesthetic. So if it's not something like that clicks with me in somewhere deep inside my soul in a very real way. So it works for me. It works for the fans. That's why his movies are so uh, polarizing because the people that I don't want to say, I'm going to use the term, get it because I can't think of a better one, Mm -hmm. but I'm not saying you don't get it. That's rude to say, but the people that it works for, I'll say get like it works for them. 100% of the time, and the people that don't, it doesn't, and it's not going to, you know what I mean? So, it might, I'll just say that going in. If it's, it's very, there's no mistaking this for any other uh, filmmaker besides Wes Anderson. (laughs) Right. It's it's a fully 100% needle in the red Wes Anderson movie, which is what I crave. Shoot that into my veins like liquid heroin. That's what I want. But also, I say that not in a disparaging way. I, I like I said, I do like his movies. Um, it just it, it doesn't do that same thing for for you, or it doesn't hit me in my core. Like whereas I, most of his movies, I'd give like a solid B plus to like A minus range. Yeah. Where, whereas you're like you know 100 percent every. Single I'm a time. fanatic. I was yeah. crying in the opening credits. I was just so happy to be there, and I don't mean choked up which i get all the time i mean tears running down my cheeks tammy was like are you all right and i was like yeah i'm fine Leave me alone. <laughs> i was just so happy to make it to another one and be there and the theater i mean it's a desert movie and i think uh king of prussia was like all right it's a desert movie let's turn off the ac in the theater because we dressed for a cold theater and it was hot mm. <laughs> but whatever but your movie theater, you were saying you also have a UA yeah. United Artists. And uh I was looking at it on Yelp. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't look very nice. <laughs> so I, I think it only has six screens. Small. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I pay for the Regal Unlimited Pass. And I emailed them like the first weekend I was here to be like, hey, can I transfer my service to such and such a theater? I think I named that Maniunk Theater because uh, I, I thought it was like tied to a specific location, the the pass. I, I thought like there was different price points per theater. Okay. Uh, but they immediately emailed me back and were like, nah, dude, you can just, you know, 
dial up a ticket and go. That's I mean, that's under our, our umbrella, which yeah. I don't understand how that works because it's United Artists, but it's somehow affiliated with Regal. I think it's all, it's just a conglomerate now. Yeah. It's like Regal, United Artists, or AMC, and that's it. So yeah, I, I kind of want to see Asteroid City. I still want to catch Spider-Verse while it's in theater. People are going nuts for it. I know, and like... I know it feels like another comic book movie, but I, I do kind of put it in its own category where it is doing something different. Than oh, would, yeah. Like, those are definitely separate. Yep. Um, so that is there. What's the next closest theater to you? Like if you wanted to go to a nice movie theater that didn't have the most horrific bathroom pictures <laughs> I've ever seen on the album. <laughs> uh, that would be Flower Town, which okay. is kind of north directions northwest of where i'm at um the next the next town next to mount airy northwest is chestnut hill and then flower town's kind of north of that if that kind of makes sense so um, what's that drive for you it's a solid 20 to 25 minutes so that's why i was looking at the maniunk location yeah and i know i like looking at the map as to where that maniunk theater is i know exactly where it's at it's not in like a bad part of town maniac's really nice anyway it's not like he really has a bad part of town no no but it like it doesn't matter about that like it's if it's from everything you read it's way understaffed and filthy <laughs> that's the only reviews i saw and like but i might not take cat there but i go by myself all the time i'm right. sure i'll be like fine. check it out you got to yeah. check for yourself yeah. how many of those reviews came during peak covid understaffed you know what i mean maybe right. it's better now but those bathroom pills, disgusting. Go by yourself first before you take <laughs> your lovely wife, because it might be disgusting. <laughs> Man. But, but yeah. uh, and also, you got your boy, Oppenheimer, coming out. Yeah. I saw so, that trailer. That the I'm theater. not missing. I mean, so that's my boy, Christopher Nolan, Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. You're going to give me a story about how the A-bomb was created. Yes, I'm in. And then furthermore... Barbie. I oh, Barbie looks awesome. Yeah. Dude, it looks so much fun. It looks like so much fun. I I cannot wait for Barbie. Yeah. That was the one movie that Cat like months ago was like, you cannot see that without me. <laughs> I can't come home from work some night and you are raving about how you went and saw Barbie by yourself Not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Greta Gerwig, who I'm a tremendous fan of. Yep. Um. So yeah, that Ryan looks Gosling, Margot gosh. Robbie. Michael Sarah back. Right. I haven't seen his beautiful face in a while. Excited mm -hmm. for that. Uh, yeah, the guys over at Com Majors. I've, I've now I'm blanking on. Oh, when remember when we did a uh, Super Bad? Mm -hmm. You know, we were kind of talking about how Michael Sarah kind of falls into the Anne Hathaway bucket of like gets hate for no seemingly no reason. reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like a nice guy. Doesn't get into trouble or say like terrible things. You know what I mean? He's not even online really. No. The guy alone. right <laughs> people are mean yeah but are you gonna you gotta go you're gonna see oppenheimer and imax right oh absolutely it's it filmed on imax cameras you gotta go that's the other thing that like that i love about nolan is that he films it for that you know mm -hmm. he's using specific cameras for that reason go see it in the version that he prefers and for you sure. will be wowed yeah, I saw it. I saw uh, uh, Dunkirk in IMAX twice. Same. So fun. Dunkirk, Interstellar. 
I saw Inception in theater, but I don't know if I saw it IMAX. But like, oh, I think I, think I did see that in IMAX. I think I've said plenty of times on podcasts in general that like Interstellar was the one where I was like, okay, every single movie this guy does, I'm seeing opening weekend. I'm yeah. seeing it IMAX. Done. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exciting. It's it's you know Nolan, Wes Anderson. Let's see, Martin Scorsese. These are all dudes that are allowed to do what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I'm happy that they're still around. Marty's 80s, in his 80s. He's still putting out a movie that looks awesome this year. I'm definitely going to see that. Killers of the Flower Moon. But James I don't think Cameron. that's for a while. I Cameron. Mean, We've talked Avatar. about Cameron before. All he's going to make for the next 50 years is Avatar movies, which is disappointing to me, but he still does whatever he wants. Good, I support that. Yeah. He's been in the news a lot lately because uh, everyone's interviewing him about the, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. the fucking sub- submarine that imploded at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. That was but a weird phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, horrifying. Well, I mean... Not really. From everything you read, they died before they even knew what happened, which is preferable. For a while, everyone thought they were just floating down there, running out of oxygen, lost. Yeah. Which that, is... That's where my brain went. Hell on earth. Like, fuck that. If I'm ever going down in a submarine, I'm bringing a handgun. It, just in case that happens, I could kill myself. I do not want to be in that fucking tube with no seats sitting cross-legged with no shoes on next to four other dudes suffocating to death. Fuck that. Give me the instant death. Yeah, that was my, like, yeah, the suffocation thing. I was like, that was my first thought. I don't know. And then, you know, the Twitter machine and social media in general just did their usual make all the jokes and call me a, you know, pussy snowflake. But that, that was really bothersome to me. I was like come on, like these people are about to die and you're making fucking jokes about it. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I, for sure, but it was fucking hubris, right? Yeah. It was was a little, yeah. $250,000 vanity fucking project that was made shittily. Everyone said your submarine is a piece of shit. You can't take that down. But what can you do? Even rich people cut corners, I guess, by discount <laughs> discount uh, products from Boeing that they were going to throw out, use it to make a submarine to put humans in. No, they didn't. They bought it all on Amazon. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> mm. So are you playing any video games? Yeah. So uh, me and a few friends, actually, we all bought Diablo 4. Okay. It, it dropped, uh, I guess it was early this month. And so, like me, Jim, our other friend Graham, who plays D and D with us, uh, my own brother. Actually, we've run around a couple times, which is like, you know, we we live about forty minutes away now that I'm like in Philly proper, mm-hmm. but it's still like a trek to go over him because he's over in Jersey. Mm-hmm. But it's nice that now, like, we have a video game to play with each other. Have we been like bullshitting about life while we're slaying demons? Not really, but no. <laughs> it's still nice to have like quality time with him. And I, I think I've said before that I think he's lonely over there in Jersey. So it's just, not, I think it's just nice for him to have something to do with somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though it's not in person. I think, I think he appreciates that. But uh, yeah. And then Harrison, 
Uh, I, I played the other night with him and his cousin, and we ran around and really fucked some shit up. That was a ton of fun. Very cool. What it's, is Diablo? What do you do in that game? So the, it's like an overhead uh, kind of D&D type game, but live where you pick a, a class and there's like five classes, barbarian, um, a sorcerer that's basically like a wizard. And you just run around into different areas and kill shit. Um, but it comes at you live. So you kind of have to react in the moment. There's no saving your game. There's no pausing. You have to like go in and have a plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you group up with people, it gives you bonuses to like experience. It gives you a better chance to drop like cool ass gear. Um, and yeah, like the the main thing is you do dungeons. So you like go into these dungeons and they're like these set instances where at the end will be a boss that has like different attacks and mechanics that are, you got to like kind of figure out on the fly and how to survive. And it's, it's more, you, you can adjust the difficulty, but even at like the lowest level of difficulty, you will die a good amount. <laughs> like it is not an easy game. Um, and it's been around since, like so this is a blizzard game this has been around since like the 90s like josh my brother he he's been playing diablo one and Diablo. well he played diablo one and then i think still today he occasionally jumps into diablo two and that <laughs> came out in like the early 2000s nice um yeah and then diablo three came out in like 2012 13 and i played that for about a year and it was all right i had many complaints and put it down and never went back to it it's still very new with diablo four so I don't want to pass too much judgment. I'm I'm having a great time. And I think my reaction is so far very positive. Uh, but I think they added so much to it that it feels like overwhelming. Like it's, it's all encompassing, almost like another World of Warcraft, but in like a different setting. Yeah. And more dark and it's bloodier. And it's like, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Like early on, there's like this this group of townspeople that like turn on their priest and kill them because like the villain, basically the devil told them to, and you kind of see it happen. It's like, it's, it's not lighthearted. That's for sure. (laughs) Sounds cool as shit. It is very cool. (laughs) It is very cool. Oh, fuck. So yeah, that's, that's the game I've been uh, addicted to for this month so far. (laughs) That's good. That's good. We're uh, a Zelda household. We got tears of the kingdom. Oh, that's yeah, all. Sorry, everyone that's not playing Diablo Four is playing that, <clears throat> and it it fucking rocks. It's so 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 good. Um. So yeah, that's basically we've been watching TV and playing Zelda constantly. So this has like been the best five weeks of my life. <laughs> <laughs> also, not sleeping at all. But no, Zelda's great. I love it. I did not. I did for whatever reason. Breath of the Wild didn't click for me. Oh, but okay. This, I don't know what it is. I guess I just have the time to put in. I'm just you know playing it all the time. And it's I said great. that as if I'm like some Zelda player. I've I've never well not never. I've played some of the Zeldas, but not avidly. Mm-hmm. But so many people just like rave about them. Yeah, I got into Zelda late in life. The first one I ever played was uh, Link Between Worlds, I think, on the DS. And I did that in like 2015. And uh, yeah, I've been playing since then. I wasn't, uh, as a kid, way too hard for me. I was not one of these kids that was good at video games. I've always liked video games, 
but I was, but I didn't get good at them until much later. And I'm not even that good, but you know, as a kid, I was, I mean, the fucking the first one on Nintendo, I could, I don't think I could beat it now. It's too tough. Yeah, it was tough at the time. Yeah, when I was like better at video games. <laughs> yeah, and then their Zelda Two is the one we had in the house, and um, because I had an older brother, so he had you know, I mean, you know, the first system I remember around was the Nintendo NES. Mm-hmm. Bunch of games on that, uh, and then, but I mean, in the house, in like the laundry room, boxed up, there was like an Atari and a fucking ColecoVision. So there's always games around and then the first system i got was i had a choice it was my birthday what do i do super <laughs> nintendo sega genesis tough call oh, i went sega genesis i made a fatal mistake for because it came with a pack-in game i could either get streets of rage 2 which i loved and played at my friend jonathan's house all, every weekend we were there streets of rage for whatever dumb kid logic was going on in my brain, I was like, Jonathan has that, so I'll get Super Street Fighter 2, which for a kid that's not good at video games, often does not have someone to play with. Getting Street Fighter <laughs> was a mistake. It sucked. <laughs> it's too hard to fight the computer now, especially then. It's not that fun to play one player fighters, I don't think. And uh, that sucked. I should have just been, if I would have just got Streets of Rage 2, I'd have been happy as a pig and shit. Still haven't beat that game. Very hard. Yeah, I just remember M. Bison being such a, well, really all the, it went Balrog, I think Vega, Sagat, mm-hmm. and then M. Bison. The and Final Four, yeah. They were all really tough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a way to cheat in uh, arcade mode. If you had two controllers, you could press start on the second controller. And if you selected the fighter that the computer was and beat them, you moved on. It only worked up until M. Bison. So I would do that often just to try <laughs> to beat them. Beat M- Because I was obsessed with seeing... Bef- before, you could just go online and see every video game ending. Yeah, I was obsessed with seeing the ending and knowing these characters' stories. So I would do that, get to M. Bison, just get my shit rocked for like an hour, <laughs> turn it off, and just be like, "Fuck this! This sucks. <laughs> why did I get? Why did I get this?" Yeah, like uh, <laughs> speaking of other TV shows, Twisted Metal. Uh, I remember two in particular had some like pretty cool endings. Yeah. But, you had to beat it with like a certain character to get mm-hmm. a different ending. And like some of the, some of the characters I just hated. Cause they, I just didn't think they were very good. Yeah. I, I remember sweet tooth, the, mm-hmm. the freaking ice cream truck. Like he had a special attack that would do a lot of damage, but he was slow as shit. Mm-hmm. He handled like crap. Yeah. Like he, he was so big. He was easy to hit. Yeah. But I, I, you know, like I, I really, grinded the crap out of like beating the game with him finally got the ending do i remember it now no No, of course not but i was very happy at the time (laughs) no yeah twisted metal black had the most fucked up endings and stories like every it was all about serial killers and shit and it was dark shit i remember that but yeah twisted metal i remember the first twisted i had twisted metal one Mm -hmm. 
And when you beat Twisted Metal 1, you get to read the story. It doesn't even have a cutscene. Yeah. But uh, I was interested. Well, I was very I excited for that. all the lore. I needed every... <laughs> I needed... I remember once my uh, sister's boyfriend at the time said he had a book that had all the stories of the uh, little combat characters in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll bring it over sometime. Then every time I saw him, I asked him about it, and he never brought it over. I don't think he ever even had it. It's just some shit he said, but it was stuck in my head forever. But um, yeah, yeah. My, my older brother Josh, he he's always been really good at video games. How so. how much older is he than you? Five years. Okay. Um. So, yeah, like I used to like watching him play to yes. get pointers. You know, Same. yeah. Um. And I just, I never was as good as, as him, but I still, he's so methodical. And especially when it came to like the role-playing games, mm. it was, you know, it was a lot of downtime of him, like organizing his like inventory and stuff like that, mm. that any normal human being would think is boring. But of course I'm there just enthralled with how, like how his brain worked. It was yeah. just so interesting. Yeah. Um, even to this day, like now that we were running around in Diablo four, you know, he likes to take things slow and that's cool with me. I'm just hanging out, drinking beers, you know, killing some goblins and ghouls. Mm -hmm. um, but he, because he's so good at video games, he does get a little snarky and like, well, I, I don't really like this about the game. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, man, this is a blast. It's like melted that guy with whatever blast you just did. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've tried many, many. I wouldn't say many, but I tried several different times in my life to get into rpgs mm. and it's just not the way my brain works i can't do it it's too there's too much left up to me where i'm paralyzed by choice and i think every choice i make is wrong and um especially i remember diablo 4 Don't <laughs> <laughs> i uh i the most recent one i tried to get into was chrono trigger on the super nintendo all-time classic rpg and I got, so I, so I didn't, I wasn't saving enough, mm. so I didn't have any fallback points. And then I got to a spot where I was basically trapped and I was way overpowered and there was no way I would ever beat where I was at. And I had like no way to get out. So it was like, start the game over. And I put some hours in already or <laughs> walk away and i chose to walk away <laughs> but yeah that's it's and it's like it's i have a little bit of that with zelda too like games that are so big and you're just left to do it your own way i'm always like every decision i make i'm in my head like fuck i made the wrong i shouldn't have done that i should have did you know what i mean it's like is this what i want to do it's par paralyzed by choice but well, never, I feel like so many games nowadays have RPG aspects to Elements, them. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so we shouldn't just like blanket statement all of them. But When I say RPG, I'm talking about turn-based combat, yeah. straight up, walk around an overworld, and then get sucked into a fight. Yep. No, no action elements really at all. And so much of your shit is knowing how to organize your menus and stuff like you were saying like all that shit that i just don't know how to do <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck so my speaking of video games my cousin joe who used to live here yeah i recently, remember joe recently came over and spent the night 
And when he lived here, we would play games a lot. Uh, uh, specifically, well, towards the end, we were playing Fortnite. But before that, we were playing a game called Rocket League. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, of course. Super fun. And we were like, hey, it was getting later in the night. We've had some drinks. You know what I mean? We're feeling good. Later in the night, we were like, hey, let's, uh, we should just uh, hook up the Xbox real quick and play Rocket League. It's like, fuck. Hell yes, let's do it. So I grabbed the Xbox, hook it up turn it on let's go let's have some fun we're ready for fun right now xbox turns on hey are you ready for fun yes all right you gotta wait an hour because i have to do a system update for you to play any games always oh great i forgot how fun games are (laughs) so it's like oh shit okay do that do some other stuff oh it's finished Let's get into Rocket League. Yes. Click on Rocket League. Rocket League. You ready? Yes. Fun. Wait. Because now I have to do an update. The system updated. Now it's time for me to do a huge update. This update's bigger than the system update somehow. Great. (laughs) All the fucking excitement that was peaking is gone. So in the interim, you know what we did? Went into storage, pulled out a PS2. First time it's been seen the light of day in years. Hooked it up to the TV, put in Madden 2004, turned it on, played right away. (laughs) Wow, what a novel concept. This video game I own, I could play whenever I want. Whoa, why did we ever lose this? I don't know. Is it better now? hard to say but that was way more fun than watching a bar slowly fill up being like well i don't know well uh yeah this will be fun when we get to play now when we finally did get to play after we played a couple games of madden which was a blast i got rocked by my cousin (laughs) but it was the team i got i got we picked random teams i had the seahawks their playbook sucked 2004 i mean was like Beast was the, I don't even think Beast Mode was no, there yet. it was uh, Al, Sean Alexander. Oh, okay. Um, and it was uh, Total yeah. West Coast Offense Playbook. They didn't even have a shotgun option. It was so, back there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was like, and he was, I forget, he he was playing more wide open, and I didn't have an option for it. Like, the, the playbook wanted me to grind it out, which wasn't happening, but anyway. We finally did get to play Rocket League, and it was a fucking ton of fun. But god damn, that has to be the worst part of modern gaming. Like, like, oh fuck! Like the 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 the, the, the that is eliminated. The dude, you know what I got for this fucking? Let's play right now. Let's have fun. And it's like, no. That's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure my parents still have in their attic my Sega Game Gear, Hell. and I had a buttload of games for that. And, really? Know, like, to this day, you could just plug it into the wall and plug in a game and fire it up hell yeah (laughs) on that fucking tiny screen but you could play it in the dark full color backlit can do that with the with the game boy have you ever seen uh swingers yeah 
Like, remember when they go to Vegas and they get in the car and they're like super pumped and Vegas, amped. Baby, Vegas. Yeah. And then, you know, they're coming from LA. Like Vegas isn't drive. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not right next door. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's what your, your story was reminding me of. 100%. By the time they were pulling in, they were like kind of tired, yawning. Yep. Like the, all that fucking hype has gone away. And it's just like, all right, we're here, I guess. Oh, it updated. I guess we should play. It's, <laughs> it's really late and I'm really tired now, but Jesus. <sighs> Fuck. So you like my shirt? So I'm always up now super early because my kid gets up super early. So I got this email from Vampire Weekend that said they're putting out Vampire. They're putting out these sets that is like it's called Frog on the Bass Drum. And I was like, I don't know. It's four in the morning. I'm delirious. I'm going to drop money on whatever this is. <laughs> so basically, I have no self control. Right yeah. Now. I can't say no. And so it's like a li- they're doing these limited runs of like, uh, it's like uh, some live from their tour. And it comes with a t shirt. I got an extra large which is like this shirt is fucking huge okay it's tough to know because sometimes sizes are all over the place sometimes you get a large and it's skin tight sometimes you get a large and it fits right uh sometimes you get an extra large you're fucking wearing your dad's night shirt when you're a kid with no (laughs) pants on to go to sleep (laughs) but anyway so it came with and there was like a vinyl which is fine i mean Every li- every like limited release thing now is on vinyl, which is okay. Some people love it. I'm okay with it. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so I got it. It came with a newsletter. It's very cool. Uh, I played it on my record player, you know, once. It's the records are cumbersome. <laughs> are you? Do you have? Do you have any vinyl at all? Do you have a record player? I have because it really is the thing now. It's been the thing for a while. Yeah. Um, it has this fad has had staying power for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Kat got me a record player for like a birthday one year and she bought me a couple thrice albums on it. Nice. And, and that's where the record collection stopped because I was, <laughs> you know, like I, I was still living in an apartment now, maybe that I have a little more space. Mm-hmm. I'll look into it again. Um, that's the thing. Yeah. They take up space and they get heavy. <laughs> so I think that is actually what that bad boy was initially made for really that that drawer pops open oh shit and it's just this huge cavernous space there that that's the thing my dad built <laughs> he and built that he built that in like college that's cool as shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, that was like one of the first things he asked about like when we moved in here he was like so did my uh did my cabinet make it <laughs> no, i threw it out that thing you handmade a hundred <laughs> years ago i have uh, no attachment to that at all it's trash but yeah like right now it has a bunch of dvds in it mm-hmm. I, I could find another place for those throw records in that you know mm-hmm. it, it's just it's nice to have space for once it, we have this over here i just bought this Oh, that's lovely. cheap piece of shit off of Amazon. Some crazy Chinese company. The worst instructions I ever seen. But yeah, that's very nice. They're nice there. The, the most ninety nine percent of the records we have, we've gotten from parents or people that were throwing out their trash and gave it to us. <laughs> but it's like, 
I'm happy they're there because they were in just boxes forever. And if you've ever filled a box with records and lifted it up, it's fucking heavy. Oh, yeah. You can fit a million CDs. Dude, I, I don't know if I've said it on this pod, but so my mom, she was very, she's very into music. Even today, mm-hmm. she's still pretty into music. <clears throat> but when she was in college, she was like a radio DJ on like the college radio station. So she had, she had a so cool. Yeah. <laughs> She had a bunch of like 45s, but she also had like, you know, a proper record collection mm-hmm. Um, when we moved. And yeah, actually, I think a lot of them were in that now that I think about it. Um, But when we moved out of Drexel Hill, we had a big ass yard sale and it was the like our attitude was like everything must go. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the yard sale was her like entire record collection. Oh man. And I'm talking, you know, the classics, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's Zeppelin, the Beatles, the doors. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, probably some yard sale picker came by and was like, how much for the entire case? And we probably said like 10 bucks. Right. And it was just filled with like these just epic albums. <laughs> but I do, I think Josh did grab a uh, Beatles Abbey road. I think he grabbed grabbed a Janis Joplin album and a couple others and the rest went, but he like framed those and he, I think he has them somewhere. That's cool. But yeah, like now it's like all the rage and man, would that be a cool collection? Yeah. I wonder if that the person that bought them was just a flipper. One of those people that just goes to yard sales and is like, I hate when I see that shit on, uh, the internet now because it totally the people have such an attitude of like these idiots don't know what they're selling me for cheap and i'm gonna flip it online it's like yeah you're very cool taking advantage of old people or just like in our scenario is like we just we need to get rid of this shit Mm -hmm. like even just moving in here we had a really nice couch that we put on facebook marketplace or whatever for for, you know we put it on for a 100 bucks Mm -hmm. no bites put it on for 50 bucks no bites then even when it was free yeah we yeah. got a couple bites, but like getting them to come pick the damn thing up was jumping through hoops. It took like the third contact to finally show up and take a free fucking couch, you know? Right. It's like, oh, you're trying to give this to me, but you're making me pick it up. You're an asshole. Shut right. up, dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you lived in Le- Westchester for a long time. Have you ever, did you ever go to Electric Avenue? No, there's, there's the mad platter in town that it's a record shop. Um, no, but, there, oh shit! I didn't even know about that. Yeah, there's a place called Electric Avenue on. I think it's on Gay. Maybe it's okay. on High. One of the two. Uh, I went. That's where I went on Father's Day. They sell. Oh. They sell both new, which is so hard to find unless you're going to Fye, which sucks. <laughs> new release CDs and at records and stuff as well as used uh i was i went there years ago and then very recent i went there on father's day i was concerned that they didn't make it past covid but i was very glad to see it was still there same guy that i remember sitting behind the register that was there when i fucking years ago i mean i bought vampire weekend's last studio release which was like fucking years ago at this point four yeah. years or something like that but they made it through COVID. electric avenue it's right next to a jersey mike's and a rita's water ice oh i know exactly where that is but yeah, yeah i didn't know that was there yeah yeah it's really tucked in uh by the way i had a uh 
coworker. So we go into the office on Thursdays, just one day a week. Mm-hmm. And uh girl that was sitting next to me, we really haven't talked much before, but it was slow. So we're just bullshitting. Turns out she's from upper Darby. So we're just like connecting over Delco things. Mm-hmm. And then my boss came in and was talking to her about something. And next thing you know, they're talking about booth's corner. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And they like the they just were describing all of the uh meat stuffed in pretzels, you know, situation and they're talking about the arcade cuz uh, or I mentioned how I was like, "Oh yeah, my 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 friend, he goes there and plays pinball all the time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's an arcade there." And yeah. I'm just mentioning all of the other like weird shops and stuff that are there. Have you yeah. you've never been there? I've never been. It's worth it to see it once in your life, at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know you can get some good food. It's a, yeah, Boost Corner. If you know it, you fucking know it. Right. <laughs> Very strange place. Uh, I'll send you a picture. I just took a picture. I was in there the other day, and by the ATM they had, and the bathrooms, they have all these pictures of, like, I guess the owner or something with um, famous people. And what the fuck is this dude's name so uh you know the movie escape from new york yeah um john carpenter movie uh why am i blanking on the star's name (laughs) russ uh is it kurt russell there it is but the guy that drives oh shit you can't see it that guy okay yeah he drives the cab in the movie. I can't yep. think of his name, but he's like a famous guy. He has a famous clip on the news. He was on some news show when he was super old. And they were like, what's the secret to uh, such a long life? <laughs> and he was like, I masturbate a lot. <laughs> Good <laughs> uh, advice. <laughs> I got to get his name. Let's see. But yeah, in all of your time off, were you able to catch like, the stanley cup finals or a little bit of hockey playoffs oh uh, no ernest borgnine hers i uh no i caught a couple games i didn't see any of the finals unfortunately which seemed like kind of a blowout series seemed like the playoffs leading up to it were more exciting than the actual finals yes for sure yeah i mean vegas kind of they kind of killed them truck them (laughs) yeah yeah i mean they were it's kind of a crazy run. They were they backed into the playoffs, eight seed, and went all the way to the cup. The Florida Panthers, I'm talking about. Yep. I, uh, I think that you know, just injuries started to take their toll. I mean, Matthew Kinchuk broke his sternum. Yeah, and still tried to play because you know hockey, hockey players, players are lunatics. Are insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I did not. Uh, but yeah, good for Vegas, I guess. You know what I mean. I've been a fan ever since they entered the league. So yeah, yeah good for them. Golden yeah, Knights. I bring it up just because like during the playoffs and then now that it's been over, I've been listening to a lot more hockey podcasts just because there was a lot of exciting stuff going on. And especially as a Flyers fan, a lot yeah. of, lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, with, with Danny Breer trading Provorov, we talked about that last week, but mm-hmm. you know, they've made some front office hires and like right now there's a lot of buzz around certain players probably about to be traded and stuff. I mean, we're um, right on it. A big, a couple big trades that seem to be, is it going to happen? Is it not? But, totally. Yeah. But yeah, and just like listening to podcasts, like 
there's certain um and we all do it in general not even when it comes to sports just in talking and communicating there's certain filler words we fall back on that i don't even think we realize we do uh even the saying you know what i mean or you know what i mean yes yeah like you know you know yeah uh cole hamels used to say that a lot like every sentence he'd be like you know you know you know it's like a pick yeah and it was it was even worse when he was younger and Mm -hmm. you could see that like someone was coaching him to get that out of his yeah interviews yeah because he got better at it when he was getting older uh but yeah like like I started to notice that, and I'll get this one out of the way first, because it's like very easy. Just, I I want sports people to just remove it from like a disclaimer of barring injury or, you know, well, if they stay healthy, it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be said. Like, it just doesn't need to be said anymore. Like, obviously, if in football, if Jalen Hurts blows out his knee, then yes, they're going to have a tough season. <laughs> He's exactly. the best player on the field. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't have to make that disclaimer. Before we don't need the qualifier. It. There it is. The qualifier of like, you want to make some prediction. And well, I mean, if Matthew Kachuk gets hurt, then you know, they have no shot. And it's like, well, yeah, he's their best freaking player. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It was just something that started to irk me that, and it's not just in hockey. I just noticed it recently and then i started to notice in other sports podcasts too it's like you don't need to say that um it's it's just it seems like uh it's filling a word count like right it's just saying something or maybe you know covering your ass or something it's a two-person podcast and one person's been talking for a while so the other person just interjected with well barring injury as of course a way to like get get a word in it's like just just let the other person talk it's fine you can be silent (laughs) for 20 minutes straight it doesn't matter yeah um but yeah the the other thing that that started to really irk me was telling telling us the listeners and the fans that like well you know this team's kind of strapped by the cap and I'm like, now this is kind of a boring conversation because cap sat or uh, Jesus Christ, cat the cap ceiling. What was it? What is the word I'm looking for? Yeah, like the, the salary cap. The salary cap itself is like yeah. not a fun conversation. It sounds very like litigious and in the weeds, boring. Yeah. But when it comes to the NHL, it's pretty cut and dry. It's like here's the freaking number. You can't exceed it. Mm-hmm. And there's not much wiggle room. Whereas like in the NBA and the NFL, it's very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it at all. I, mm-hmm. When I try to start to look into it or like listen to people that know how it works, I still get confused. It's mm-hmm. so convoluted. The NHL is not. And so I looked this up today. The salary cap in four seasons ago, so 2018-19 season, was $79.5 million. That's mm. the cap that every team has to spend on players. Do you want to know what it is for this upcoming season? Tell me. 83.5. So oh. it has gone up $4 million in four years. $1 right. million per year. Yeah. Like, it's been increasing pathetically. Yeah. So you don't need to tell me that, like... Teams that are legitimately competing, you know, I'm not talking about the fucking Arizona Coyotes that are about to be relocated or whatever that are like. They blatantly- never will be. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> why? Why? 
why are they so dead? Is it because people want to go to Arizona and play golf? You know, like why do they need to have that team there? That has never worked since its inception. Atlanta had a team for what? Five years before they yanked it. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? They gave it a shot. It didn't work. And they immediately pulled out. Now they're in Winnipeg. And now Arizona's playing in a literal college stadium, which I mean, you know, it'd be cool as shit to see an NHL team in a college stadium. Don't get me wrong, but it's, you know, your fucking business. It's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. But yeah, like outside of them and like, two or three other like the ducks and I'm, I'm missing one other team that's oh the blackhawks they're mm. they're actively tanking the rest of the teams they're trying to compete and they're all very close to the cap if you want to talk about certain contracts that are bad sure we can we can have a fun discussion about that and dunk on some general managers that handed out some bad contracts mm-hmm. <laughs> chuck fletcher um, hey, rest in peace but like yeah right r.i.p um but but like it's another qualifier that you don't have to put on really any of the teams. The salary cap is very low to begin with before COVID happened. And now it's barely going up. So yeah, teams can't pay their players. It's just all there is to it. Why has the, why is it increasing so little? Cause this is what owners and players negotiated. Like, I mean, I love the sport of hockey that doesn't mean I'm like a huge advocate for the NHL. I think it's a very poorly run league. Mm. And this is just one of the many examples, like how it like it's, it's not that they're, I don't want to say that teams are punished, but it does suck that like, if you do your job right as a GM and draft correctly and groom these guys and like develop them, and then they become superstars, you can only retain so many because you have this really badly restrictive salary cap. Mm-hmm. You have to jettison some of these guys because you just can't pay them. Is it, do you know, is it in line with what realistically the league makes? Like, does the league just not make a ton of money? So they have to have such a low cap or is it fucked up and bullshit? I where can't they just don't, where they just want to fuck the workers over. And because there's no salary cap on front office positions you know what i mean or fucking right yeah right yeah i mean i i don't know that for a fact um but like in comparison to the other three major sports leagues it's you know if you had a graph of like all four the nhl is pathetically inclining while the other ones are inclining at a steady rate (laughs) which also is fine like so much like I don't think there's a problem with knowing your audience and any growth is good. It's like the what's annoying is when there's it's try to be like, we got to get the NHL to be more like the NBA or the NFL or whatever. It's like, you don't have to do that. You know, you, your success, success, your success is not based on the success of the most popular sport in the country. It's you're like never going to be just the focus NFL. on hockey mm-hmm. and make hockey the best hockey it can be and not try to fuck and not have your head somewhere else looking at other people and trying to fucking do what they do. And it's like not going to fucking happen. It's a I mean, it's one of the four major sports, which is good enough. 
to be in the four. You don't got it. You know what I mean? It's, you're not going to fucking get out of fourth place. Most likely it's a niche sport. It's totally. a big niche that, you know, you can fill arenas. If you're in the right city, you can fill a college arena. If you're in Phoenix, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like so much of that is annoying when it's like, just be the NHL, just be the Philadelphia flyers. That's what, um, God damn it. I forget her name. The woman that just left, uh, oh, a lot of her race or something. The, uh, she was an Italian woman. We respect her. We wish her the best. Oh yeah. I'm thinking of the Eagles person. Yeah. yeah I know who but, you're talking about though. But and she got so much heat for coming in with all these ideas to like, we're going to modernize the culture or whatever. And it was like, you don't, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Like, it's like, we're going to make, <laughs> we're, we're going to make the sound system in the building, the loudest thing you ever heard in your fucking life. And it's like, no, like if you're lucky enough to have the flyers fan base in the NHL, don't fuck with them. Don't try to like, it's like, well, we got to grow this fan, but it's not going to happen. There's only, first of all, Philadelphia is surrounded by other major sports markets, right? Totally. So it's like you have space that's limited in terms of the people you could get. You have enough people to fill the building every single night the entire year. Obviously, you've done it since forever. It's like you're thinking too much about changing what you are to get to some goal that doesn't even really make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, the NHL does that when it's like, you're already a major sports league. You don't got to be, you don't have to fucking change your graph that's going up. Once, if it starts going down, then we, there's conversations, right? But if it's going up, you're going up. You're successful. You have 30 fucking teams. I just think right. that the rate it's going up is pretty pitiful. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Right? How do you change that? Yeah, I, I think this, you know, my my argument back to the salary cap is just that, you know, owners got their way. They don't owners. have to they don't have to pay mm -hmm. that much money to to roster a team. Right. Despite it being, you know, a 23 person roster or whatever. Right. And, you know, just just who are destroying their bodies. Yeah. Who are fucking right. Right. I mean, the, I don't want to cry over the Chicago Blackhawks, but you know objectively even as a flyers fan after the 2010 run when the the flyers lost to the blackhawks mm -hmm. that offseason the blackhawks had to offload like everybody all yeah. these guys yeah because they just couldn't afford them because the mm -hmm. salary cap is so restrictive and like i know that you want to have a nice balance of that to like equal uh parity throughout the league because like that does happen in the nba and the nfl you can't keep everybody but like I don't know. It just, it feels like teams are being punished for doing shit. Right. <laughs> like you drafted yeah. these guys, you got them to where they're supposed to be and being superstars. And now you have to like jettison, jettison them. Mm -hmm. Like, it, I don't know. It just, it, to the rate that it happens in other sports, it just doesn't happen. And I, I don't know. No, it's a, uh, the players gotta, get fucked. You got it. You got to hope for like, look at Boston. You know, you have your Patrice Bergeron's and um, uh, uh, Creechies that come back on these like sweetheart deals just because they like Boston. You know, yeah, but they're the anomaly. Most players yeah. don't do that. 
So they're able to roster like a, a flat out dream team because these absolute all-stars said, you know what, just give me a couple mil. I don't need the like nine that I should be getting paid. Right. Right. Which is, and you can never blame the player for doing that. Right. No, it's like how many, how many years do they have in the league? Realistically? Not a lot. And then, and then like, I also kind of, the, the player should ask for more money. Like they should get paid what they're worth. Like, you know, back to Jalen Hurts, like I couldn't stand the subset of fans that were telling him to take like less money to help the Eagles. It's like, shut the fuck sh- up. Fuck you, man. Hey, He's you like a top three player in the league. Let him get paid. I know. I know. I never like, yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, fuck off. It's <laughs> the league makes, or uh, if the league makes a million dollars, the fucking player should get 900,000 of it. If he has, I mean, it's that, but it's, and it's like the conversation about do athletes make too much money is a different conversation, but it's Mm -hmm. like, that's the idea of like, he, well, you know, I would play in the league for, for free. If it was me, well, you're a fucking fat idiot. Shut up. (laughs) Like you're not going to play in the league. You don't know what you're talking about. Would you do your fucking job for free? No, <laughs> you're gonna get as much money as possible as you should because it's your body that's making the money. <laughs> you're not getting hit by giant 250 pound fucking machines made of muscle and fucking adrenaline. You know what I mean? Fuck off. <laughs> Ryan Howard got a huge contract, and more than any other player in Philadelphia, there was it was like you know. It's not his fault that he signed the contract and then his body started breaking down. Fucking it's sad. It happens. It's like he earned it. He was man for sure. He was the most underplayed player for so long. He deserved it. Oh, six to like even 2010, man. He was so good. I think people people forget. No, yeah, they, they do. Like he was a home run every time. He was a fucking monster he was so fucking good for that short run yeah his body just broke down and it's and you know there's a r word that i want to say racism that (laughs) people everyone breaks down right every player gets a big contract by the end of it they probably can't play anymore right the sports you're investing in, in not the long term. You're not yeah. investing in the, the last couple years. You're hoping that you deliver a championship or two mm-hmm. in that those first, like, say, five years of a eight year deal. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And realistically. When you think about it, the contract sometimes part of your big contract has to be. In everyone's everyone, no one says it, but. Some of that is like, hey, here's a, some fucking a bunch of money for the time you put in. And you like, especially Ryan. Right, it's Howard, like right? retroactively. Like, right. You know because what? He, we he, paid you crap. <laughs> Go ahead. Here, here's a fuck ton of money to kind of back pay for what yep. the years that you were, especially in baseball. I don't know if it's like this anymore, but they used to do so much shit. Teams would to get to 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 not play payers like they would. Like if they were on rookie contracts and stuff, they would, 
even if they were playing well, they would send them to the minors so they would only play X number of games in the big league so they wouldn't have to pay them and shit like that. Just nasty yep. shit where you that's, fuck that's over still the workers. That's still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, At least I think it is. But. but like, it's more than any other player I can remember, people would hate Ryan Howard for that contract. Like, he's making so much money. It's like, you say it about Bryce Harper today. I, I know. I no, know. but I hear you. I feel like it was more with Ryan Howard, probably because the race because he's black. Yeah, and <laughs> Philadelphia has problems still. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like it. If I'll never like, yeah, the whole fucking. I just hate fans. I want them all to die. Start earning that contract. Shut up! It's like what? What do you? it's tough what do you whatever and bryce harper i mean now the way i mean i feel like sports are destroying the u.s economy (laughs) (laughs) i think they they have more to do with inflation than uh than raising the minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour you know what i mean it's like wait now players are making a hundred million dollars it's like the contracts keep jumping up in crazy amounts of money it's like money doesn't mean anything anymore because of baseball but the good thing is Bryce Harper now is like on a deal. It's like he, we signed him to this huge contract that now is nothing. Right. Joe Otani's going to probably get a billion dollars. <laughs> and he kind of deserves it. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he deserves a pitcher's and a hitter's contract <laughs> at once. That's man. It's going to suck to watch him play for the Yankees or the Mets. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. At least the Mets suck shit right now. So that makes me it's, happy. I did not. It's so hard to tell when the Mets are bad because they always beat the Phillies. It's like they usually do. Yeah. Yeah. I was texting my buddy who I like a lot, but he is a Mets fan. He's a good guy. I love this guy, Jamie. He's my, he's, he's, he's like my mentor at work. Great guy. I love him, but he's a Mets fan. Listen to this lineup. Mets, Bulls, Dolphins, Islanders. (laughs) Islanders. <laughs> oh, jeez. But he, he's totally open about it, though. He's like, those, those they were the best teams when I was a kid. <laughs> like, you know how some people will fucking lie about it and be like, no, 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 my uncle. He's just like, those were the four best teams when I was a kid that I liked the most, and I still just like them. <laughs> flat out. He's like, yeah, I'm just a bandwagon fan at the time, so I stuck yeah. with it. Yeah. At least you stuck with it because the Dolphins – a lot of those, all those teams suck, <laughs> <laughs> man. I ha- uh, I'm not gonna say his name because I hesitate to tell this story. But if Adam's listening, he knows exactly who I'm talking about. We've had this friend for a long time. I thought you're about to shit on Adam's allegiance to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> 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 uh. <clears throat> who was a he's a bandwagon fan full bandwagon fan biggest bucks fan in the world in 2001 also a troll so he's like he knows when how to twist the knife comes in after the bucks beat the uh eagles last game at the vet comes wearing full bucks gear bucks fan he's a bucks fan annoying at one point a few years back he gives up the bucks. He says, my allegiance is finished here. Goodbye bucks. I'm now Kansas city chiefs. 
all his clothes becomes Chiefs. Chiefs home decor. <laughs> Chiefs guy. Yes, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. We love the Chiefs. Let's see the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I'm not kidding you. The next day, we get a picture inside the, the, the fucking living room, the TV room. All the decor switched back to Bucks. <laughs> he went back to the Bucks. He got lit up on social media. People were like, are you serious? Just like the amount of money you're spending on that shit. Like, <laughs> just, oh, wow. Oh. I just got to dig into that psychology of that brain. Like, why? You know, you're going to get shredded. Yeah. You're putting it out on the socials. Like, Dude. you think we didn't notice? No. You, were, you were a bandwagon troll to begin with. Why the hell in Philly are you rooting you for Tampa? Openly gave it up. Openly said, I'm done. Yeah. Then it's like, well, I'm back. <laughs> I never went away. No, I don't like, I was always uh, the way I see it, you don't have a choice. You're born. Mm -hmm. If you're born in a city with teams, they're your teams, daddy. Yep. You got to be able, in my opinion, to go to the store, buy a newspaper, and your teams are in it. Okay? Local newspaper, you, you can buy the New York Times anywhere. Yeah. That's like, just the way it is. That makes sense to me. There's like a, you're uh, in the city with this team. Those are your guys. There's a, there's a local bar 10, 10 minute walk from here, mm -hmm. McMenamins. And, gone there a few times uh, watch the fills or whatever it's it's great it, it definitely feels like i always reference this bar jitters in westchester okay. and it sounds like it should be a coffee shop but no it's it's a <laughs> bar and it it is a locals bar it very much has that feel um it's such like a interesting melting pot of demographics like rich poor black white gay straight like all of them they're they're all there okay um, is it like a dive or is it like a restaurant it's a little of both. Okay. It's got plenty of tables. It's got a little outdoor seating. It's got a decent menu. It's okay. got 17 taps, but it looks kind of divey, but it's not okay. dirty. All right. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's, I'm, I love that it's there. That's awesome. Um, and you can walk there. I can walk there. The best. And I normally just wear normal clothes. I'm not even wearing like a Phillies, whatever. But a few times I've just been watching the Phil's game and just randos people i've never seen before they'll just strike me up in conversation because we're both watching the phillies and it's like we're immediately on the same page because mm -hmm. we are from philadelphia mm -hmm. these are our teams you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. that, that's just life that's just life in in your city yes yes you don't have a choice why would we talk, choose these teams and i like i i would not talk to these people otherwise we didn't mm -hmm. branch out into any other discussions not even just talking about fun tv shows or whatever it was like let's just talk about sports it's like mm -hmm. i mean it's very rudimentary as how guys that is kind of their go-to lane to bond yeah but whatever it's it's a first stepping stone to maybe like building a relationship no it's a great connector you know what i mean totally. sports and girls you and know? chicks chicks <laughs> like sports dude chicks like sports <sighs> We're in a we're in the dog days here. Baseball only. Um, shit. What? A, oh, never mind. I was watching wrestling. Uh, 
I got to watch two pay-per-views while my time off, which was great. Because normally I would have to watch a pay-per-view, then go to work that night, which you can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy things when you have work soon. You know what I mean? You can't have a beer and a shot. I feel like you you treated this like a true honeymoon. You know, you didn't hold back on spending some money on shit you wouldn't normally spend money on. Mm -hmm. You you did it right, sir. It was, you know, I hope I could have a time like this again in my life without having to have another kid. You know what I mean? (laughs) But this is, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. Some people need to work to feel complete. Not me. (laughs) Hell no. Just give me checks, you know, and I'll, I'll keep the economy rolling. I'll spend them. You know what I mean? But yeah. And I've said this a lot and maybe it's just because my job for so long was just working in a restaurant and it's Mm -hmm. not that I wasn't proud of it. It's just not something that's interesting to talk Mm -hmm. about with friends. So because of that, I disagree. I love it. Take care (laughs) of it, but that's just me. I'm on the outside. Yeah. There's definitely stories, but you know, it wasn't like a conversation starter where now that I'm in like more of the corporate America and like times I hang out with my brother, it's very much like, that's what you do. That's what you talk about. You're like, this is my name. You know, this is my wife. No, we don't have kids. We have a couple cats mm-hmm. and this is what I do for a living. And like, mm-hmm. these are the things that identify me as a human being. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not me at all. Mm-hmm. Well, the cats for sure. They're part yeah. of my life. But yeah. Yeah, like what we've talked about tonight. Like, let's talk about video games. Let's talk about, you know, the bear. You know, Mm -hmm. these are things I'm very much interested in. Everything I do that I'm not forced to do is the stuff that makes me me. For sure. The shit I have to do to fucking survive in this (laughs) hellhole. Man, this burning planet. (laughs) I just want to be rich like Larry David's rich in in, uh, Curb. Like, what does he do all day? No, goes out to lunch. I got to go to lunch. You want to go get something to eat? That's all they do. They just fucking wander around, go out to eat, go to dinner parties and shit. It's like, that's the life. Nothing to do. Just that's the type of rich I want to be. I want to be so rich that my taste for interior design and clothing is just shit. And it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, Timmy. We've been going a long time. We're almost at an I hour could, and a half, man. I could keep going, but I gotta go. I have a kid, and he's not here right now, so I do want to sit around for a couple minutes and do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, man. Get some time to yourself. Oh, that means jacking off. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mrs. Parker. <laughs> I did text my mom to ask if she if there was anything she wanted to ask you in particular. Uh, She's like, no, not off the top of my head. And then she asked if she could see us live. And I was like, no, sorry. Uh, maybe we'll work on that, huh? Then yeah. she could chat in and be, and ask questions. But She's our number one fan. She totally would ask questions on the fly. She's the best. <laughs> we, we appreciate the support so much. Uh, do you know, does she listen or she watch? She watches. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. She just fires up her iPad. I send Love her the it. link. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, so if you're listening and you want to watch, we're on YouTube. Or if you're watching and you are poor and don't have YouTube premium, so you can't just listen with the screen off like me, we're on the podcast apps. Check us out. Uh, Timmy, anything else? Oh, yeah. I I rarely plug my podcasts. Uh, We're kind of on hiatus. We're uh, 
I, my podcast is Pop Addled. You can mm-hmm. find us on all the streaming things too. Uh, my co-host Keenan, he recently had a child right around the time Mike did, mm-hmm. so he just tough to get a hold of. We <laughs> are going to record something and have it out like within the next week. Cool. We'll we're look forward about, to that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Ted Lasso and mm, uh, nice. Mandalorian. Now nice. it's a little overdue, Mandalorian, but we want to talk about that most recent season uh, and probably other things because we always just talk about pop culture. So. Cool. Uh, we'll talk about the bear in more detail once you're finished with it. Oh, hell yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Because like I said, I don't know. You said you're what? How many episodes in? Probably like five or six. Kat right. and I are watching it together. One of the few ones that we'll watch together. A ton of other things I just fly through myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in a while. Bye. Bye.